Hey, all you beautiful hockey people. This is Jeff uh, coming to you with uh, What the Puck, brought to you by Game On, a sports podcast for everybody. Um, I just want to let you know that we, uh, we're in a small talks right now. I'm still working on it, but there's a brand new uh, clothing apparel over in the UK um, called uh, Four Checking uh, Clothing Company. They only got a few items right now, but you can uh, find them on Facebook. Make sure you look on Facebook and I'll have a uh, link to their uh, location. Also, today, um, I have a huge guest. Um, he's a good mate of mine, um, good friend of mine over the last probably six, seven years um, from across the pond, bringing us uh, British ice hockey. Yes, there is more than just footy and rugby over in, uh, and that one game called cricket that you also use a stick, I believe. And uh, that lives just outside of Peterborough, England. He was a match night announcer as well as a color commentator for the Peterborough Phantoms um, and now occasionally writes for the uh, Pro Hockey News. He is the legendary voice, Mr. Dan Breen. Welcome to the show, Dan. Thank you very much, Jeff. And uh, I, suppose, I suppose I really should start it as I did then, you know, kind of good evening, ladies and gentlemen. Welcome to tonight's game. So, yeah. I'm, I'm impressed. This is one thing I love about this, Jeff. You've still got all the Phantom shirts behind you. It's great. I'm, look, I'm actually looking at some of the designs now. It does take me back quite a way. I've got, I've got a couple of the old ones. I got the uh, 2015 championship white jersey. I lost the red jersey. Um, we all know uh, I had an alter ego then, and oh, I, I kind of lost. <laughs> What's that? <laughs> the dancing Trojan. Yes. Uh, that, that was epic. Yeah. <laughs> Just people still talk about him, I guess. Yeah. I mean, it's what, five, five, six, well, four or five years ago since he was last run, and he's still remembered. Yeah, exactly. It's, it's quite scary. And so, at the same time. So let's get to the elephant in the room, Dan. Um, we're both getting older. Um, yes. Hair's growing longer in one spot on you than it is on me, and vice versa. I'm grayer. So. Can't escape the gray. <laughs> um, the other elephant in the room is uh, what can you tell us Americans about English hockey um, I know it, I, I know it happens on ice with a puck and a stick and skates and everything but as far as how you guys see it versus how Americans see it and one of the biggest ones is like how you guys do the cup system oh yeah that's um, that's special <laughs> it's the only way to describe it. I mean, British hockey in general is pretty special. Um, I mean, at the end of the day, it's nowhere near as well financed as American hockey. Um, it's not as well organized. The league systems aren't set up in the kind of mutually supportive way that the American leagues seem to be set up in. Certainly, I mean, certainly in the pro leagues, when we look at like the coast, AHL, and then the, the show. The one yep. that everybody wants to get to. But, uh, yeah, no, it's not like that, unfortunately. It's almost competitive. Um, it's almost as if the leagues are competing against each other in some ways. It's, it's started to change over the last maybe two years. And now they're starting to work together more, which is better. But to give you a rundown, so at the very top of the tree, you've got the Elite League. So the Elite Ice Hockey League. Um so that's where you'll hear names like Sheffield Steelers, um, Nottingham Panthers. So it tends to be 
we do get a few ex NHLers come over to play. Uh, I think uh, a couple of bigger teams out of the elite league right now, especially that some people over here hear of because of the expansion of the uh, EA sports games is uh, Cardiff as well as uh, isn't it Nottingham or yeah, Cardiff Devils, Sheffield Steelers. Actually, um, I think it's Arizona fans may have actually become aware of. Um, Sheffield Steelers as well, one of their previous draft picks, Liam Kirk. Yep. Um, actually, the first British British trained player to make the draft. I mean, that was that almost made regional news here. <laughs> I mean, I'm, I'm not saying hockey's small or anything, but yeah, well, if, guys, it, if it even makes regional news here, that's a big deal. Well, you guys did have Tony Hand, but is Tony Hand more Scottish or English? He's Scottish. I mean, his story was a weird one. I mean, he he was a young player in the early 80s when ice hockey really started to have a bit of a growth spurt over here. And he was voted the best British player of, I think it was 1982, and ended up at the, I think, I think it was the Edmondson Oilers development camp. I believe so, right around the same time Gretzky was coming up. Well, it was in that same year, same camps. And... The only thing that stopped him, I think the only thing, well, there were two things that could have potentially have stopped him making the show back then. Uh, one is height. He's quite short. He's only about 5'8". So um, a few years back, he was actually the GB manager. And when you see him in the suits, he's quite triangular. He's yeah. a very big fella. Oh, um, I remember watching muscle, him Muscle-wise. Yeah, and he, he looks like a James Bond henchman. <laughs> it's just kind of big and stocky in a suit. Yeah. Quite a scary guy. But yeah, I mean, he went through the camps and by his own admission, he dropped it because he felt homesick, which is a shame. Now you compare that to, say, Liam Kirk. Now he's had some really good seasons in the OHL. With uh, Peterborough Pete still, right? Yeah, with the Peterborough Pete. So obviously, I mean, Peterborough, not the same Peterborough. You know, we're talking Peterborough, yeah. Ontario, rather than Peterborough, Cambridgeshire. So but Peterborough, you know, we're going to give him Give him a bit of a wave on that one. But no, he's done well. So the question now is whether he goes back to the O as an overage player or whether um, he's going to get given a chance now to maybe shift over to the AHL. I mean, he's already played at a level equivalent to the ECHL Yeah. Uh, with the Elite League. So, I mean, again, sorry, going back to the comparisons, you've got the Elite League, which is a top tier of British ice hockey. Um. The standard there is roughly equivalent to probably mid-table level, mid-league level of the ECHL. So, for example, the Cardiff Devils or the um, Nottingham Panthers, uh, Sheffield Steelers, they could probably go to the coast and in a full season kind of sit around the middle third to the table, I reckon. They're not great. They're not going to they're not going to be like massive influences or anything, but they would skate with them. They would stay with them. So, I mean, we've had one guy from there, David Phillips, who ended up playing for the um, Rockford Ice Hogs in the AHL for a little while. Sure. Did two seasons. Uh, the only other kind of British-ish or adopted Brit player um, is one of the Perlini brothers, who is... If I remember rightly, I think he's with Detroit at the moment with the Red Wings. 
I think you're right. Um, yeah, he's one of, kind of the four, one of the fourth linders. Tends to get bounced around a fair bit. Yeah. Uh, entry level contracts. If he's not going to drop to the A this year, or find his way to the Dell in Germany. I know I've seen a few NHL players so far because the hold of the season uh, have switched over to Europe European leagues. Yeah. Uh, one of the biggest names right now, Joe Thornton. Um, Jumbo Joe. Yeah, I think he's playing over in. I want to play Swiss or say Switzerland, maybe, if I'm correct, the Swiss league. Yeah. So I can look him up, but yeah, I mean, it's, we've actually seen that here because I mean, with Corona and everything else, the Elite League have decided not to run this year. Um, so they've mothballed for a year. Yeah. And um, then one of our good friends, uh, or both of our friends, uh, Ferrara, uh, Luigi, yeah. in uh, what France? Yeah, Ligue Magnus. Um, they're the French top league, so their standard is probably a little higher than the Elite League. So probably top half of the coast as a as a kind of comparison. But yeah, he's gone off to play for um, Bordeaux Boxers. And so yeah, after the uh, for him. oh yeah yeah so after the elite league, I know it used to be called the EPL. Um, they're just switching over to what was it, the NIHL or the ENIHL yeah. right before I left. Uh, yeah, it's it's kind of a mess. So the EPL as a league went bankrupt. It just crashed horribly. Uh, two of the teams decided to leave and go to the elite league. That was the Guildford Flames and the Milton Keynes Lightning. Yep. Uh, Two years later, the Lightning have dropped back down again because they couldn't afford to stay up at the Elite League. Exactly. Um, yeah, I mean, that's another takeaway that you'll have about British hockey. The only way to go away with a small fortune, the only way to make a small fortune in British hockey is start with a big fortune and work your way down. It's yeah. not very well run at all. <laughs> okay, so next level down, you've got what used to be the English Premier Ice Hockey League. It's now uh, the National Division of the National Ice Hockey League, NIHL. Um, not the NHL, no. <laughs> they could <laughs> never pretend to be that. So NIHL, which encompasses semi-pro and proper amateur hockey. Um, it's beer league, let's be honest. It's yeah, beer yeah. League. Um, the toughest one out there, whoever the toughest one is, throw the fists a few times. And if it's the goalie, then I guess it's the goalie. I mean, we've seen a few few good goalie scraps oh, here. Man. Yeah, we'll talk about those later because I could actually do a tracking down what's happened to Yannis and He was a star. Yeah. But yeah, I mean, the hockey, the quality of the hockey itself isn't that bad. Um, It's entertaining. It's just really badly organized at times. Uh, it's only been the last three or four seasons that, for example, stream match night streaming of games has become a more regular thing. And even now, any what three teams in the national division do it? I think it's Peterborough, uh, Milton Keynes, and Swindon. Yeah, no, Swindon have stopped now as well. Really? Yeah, which really surprised me because, I mean, their owners normally pretty switched on. Mm-hmm. But in terms of who's still streaming now, it's just Peterborough, Milton Keynes, and Romford. Oh, wow. So Romford have stepped back up a league as well. Nice. So, yeah, we're in a situation where we're coming close now to, in the lower two divisions, you've got promotion and relegation. In the second tier, which is national division, you apply to join. If you get in, you get in. So in that way, the league structure worked in a way more familiar to Americans. Okay. You join that league, you stay there. 
um, we've started to get a bit of a farm team structure going on now as well. Uh, so Sheffield have started working together. So the Sheffield Steelers, Sheffield Steel Dogs and Junior Systems. So now you've got a complete development pathway all the way through. Yeah. And to be honest, that's one of the reasons why Liam Kirk was able to, at 16, play senior men's hockey at kind of an ECHL, kind of low ECHL level. And um, yeah, I mean, some of his goals for the Pete's have been incredible, but yeah. So yeah, I mean, that's the structure of British hockey. We have the structure, just, and it's there. It, it's, I mean, looking at it year on year, it's getting better. It's marginally better run than it was the year before. Yeah. But a long way to go. Long, long way to go, yeah. You know, with everything that's going on in the world right now, I mean, even the NHL is restructuring or looking at restructuring yeah. just to kind of compensate for um, to actually have a season right now. Um, I don't want to say it's the new norm. And I really hope it's not the new norm because they're looking at just like Western Conference teams playing Western Conference, Eastern playing just Eastern Conference, and the Canadian, Canadian teams having their own division. That would be three different divisions. It would be kind of interesting during playoffs. but Yeah, how do you split the three? Uh, maybe Canada just wants the cut back. Who knows? <laughs> well, it's been what twenty-seven years. Ninety-three uh, was the last year when it was a uh, Kings versus Montreal. Yeah, and the Habs were the last team to win it. Yep. Yeah, oh, so, yeah. I'd hand Lord, him a tissue. Lord, yeah, Lord Stanley's Cup. Lord Stanley himself, Canadian. Um, I think he was not consul. Was the uh, commissioner. Anyway, it was the Crown representative to Canada. Yeah. So it was a Canadian Cup for Canadian ice hockey that spent nearly 30 years in America. And, and here's a... <laughs> it's staying there, let's be honest. It's, <laughs> the chance of it going north of the border now is fairly slim. Yeah, sorry, mate. Sorry. Sorry, guys. <laughs> sorry. Sorry, here's hey. some protein in uh, Le Bas Bleu, eh? <laughs> yeah. Oh, by the way, you can have our cup. <laughs> be careful with it, eh, buddy? Hey, you... <laughs> Here's some Canadian beer to drink out of it, too. Cheers, guys. Here. <laughs> but, uh, you know, here's a fun factor, and I learned this probably on a proper piss-up at a hockey tournament out in Sheffield one year. It was my first year uh, that I was there. And I was sitting outside smoking a cigarette, drinking a beer, as, well, as hockey players do in a beer league. Yeah. And uh, I was talking to someone. They're like, hey, did you know that uh, the Stanley Cup was uh, manufactured here in the uh, Steel City? Now I'm like, no way. I'm in the city of uh, the birth of the Stanley Cup. you got to be kidding me. Yeah. Well, folks, as much as you want to say the Cup belongs to Canada, I, I, I have to disagree with you. It's made it, in Sheffield. Yep, manufactured in Sheffield, United Kingdom. So, technically, the Cup belongs to you guys, Dan. <laughs> yeah. Um, what do you reckon the chances of us ever getting a team in there to actually win it are? Hey, you got European uh, football teams. Who knows? <laughs> Ah, minor detail. Saying that, I mean, um, we were talking about British hockey earlier. I mean, both the Cardiff Devils and Nottingham Panthers have won have won the European Championships, yep. Ice Hockey European Championships. Um, the fact that Great Britain now are able to sit in the elite division of hockey and get hammered, was it 6-1 by Team USA? You know, but we we got on the same ice. As, oh, I know, I know, right? Yeah, uh, we're on the same ice. The A tier in that one. Yeah, it's uh, the first time since the early nineties. 
Yep. And so, yeah, it's a thing. And hockey over here is beginning to get slightly better known. And people aren't just looking at it now as, oh, yeah, I went to a fight the other night and the game of hockey broke out. Those yeah, guys exactly. are finally dying off. Exactly. Um, they can definitely get in the sea. And I know we got a good couple friends in the Elite League, too. Uh, if correct, uh, well, uh, Lou's still, still up there. Yeah. Um, what about Griffs? Is he still down in uh, uh, Guilford or is yeah. he back and forth? No, he's he's made a home for himself in the Elite League now. Nice. I mean, Griffiths, yeah. I mean, he's he came to us and he you could tell he had a bit of a spark about him. He's gone down there while he's young enough to make a good fist of it. And he's just taken to it really, really well. So he's, he's regular now with um, Guildford Flames. Nice. I think he's staying with Guildford. And then uh, we know uh, Ozens is or Yanis is playing over in uh, Japan uh, professionally in yes. the Asia League. Um, we we became good friends yeah. with uh, Wahib Darge, who's uh, yeah national out player in Australia. Yep, plays professional yep. both in Australia and is is he still playing over in uh, France still, or is he kind of cut think back? He, I think he, I think he does. Um, I don't know if he's over there this year, but he's done well. Yeah, East Hokkaido Cranes for Yanis Elzins. Yep. Just looks at my Funnel League prospects. Yep. So. I chat with him every now and then when I see him post funny stuff, which is quite often. Yeah, oh, he he's great. Yeah. Fantastic sense of humor. Um, need to learn to spell Wahib's name correctly. A-Z-U-S-I-N-S, I think. Or A-U-E. Uh, Wahib, there you go. Oh, yep. Yeah, no, it looks like um, since playing Khan a couple of years back, he's just sticking with Australia with Canberra Braves. But I mean, he's, I mean, he's racking up fifty-four points, fifty-six points in twenty-six games. Oh yeah, even when he came, to, he's 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 wasted. I mean, even when he came to us, he was putting, and it was what half a season that he came to us, and he was putting yeah. up points left and right. I mean, he's, he, and not only is he a goal scorer, he's a point. Or he's a playmaker. I mean, he made some yeah. of the best plays I've seen. Well, roughly two to one in assists to goals. Yeah. Which, I mean, that's a great statistic. You want that guy in your line. Yep. Because at the end of the day, he's just going to send you the puck. All you have to do is tap it. Oh, God. So, what oh, are some of them? That reminds me. Sorry, one of the stories that he told when he first came to the UK. Yeah. Because um, he'd played with Peter Stepanek before. So Peter Stepanek, he's a six foot four, six foot five uh, Czech player. He'd gone over to play in Australia for a season, and um, he came to Peterborough the first year that he came to Peterborough. I remember that. I remember the first year we did, well, we did um, a couple of interviews with it with way beforehand. And um, one of the stories he told was great. He was sat there and. If he's watching this, I apologise for my terrible Australian accent, but it's got to be done. <clears throat> and he's saying, well, you know, we got Peter uh, playing opposite me, and everyone there is trying to hit him with every single bit of uh, every chirp we've got. It's just rolling straight off. And turns out the guy doesn't speak a lick of English. <laughs> <laughs> so, I mean, these guys are throwing their best barbs all the way, Uh-oh. every insult they've got to step. And he's just like going, yeah, whatever. I play hockey. I used to play hockey. Don't <laughs> uh, He's one of the nicest giants I've ever met. 
Yeah. Have you noticed that? And I've seen this with hockey players I've met at all levels. The bigger they are, the more physical they are on the ice, the nicer they are off the ice. Yeah. So they've got nothing to prove. The the crew that I miss the most are the Nottingham boys. Oh, my yeah. God. Yes. And that was at when uh, Levers was on the team. I remember when I first started following the team, getting in there, I called them Levers. And every time I did it, you would just give me that look. So after I got to know them a little bit more, I'd do it just to kind of like dig a little bit. Just to get a bite out of him. And then uh, Pickers. Oh, God, I miss Pickers. Uh, Weldon. Yeah, he's, a, he's a cop now. Scary. <laughs> yeah. No. Um, yeah. Did he register Greg, his fists? Greg, Greg Pick. If he need to. But uh, no, he's a policeman in Nottingham now. Oh, God. So he's patrolling the beat, dealing with uh, drunkards pretty much every night. God. And yeah, he's one of the guys. You wonder why British cops can walk around without guns. You meet Greg Pick, you know why they can wander around without guns. Oh, yeah. Doesn't need them. Oh, God. And then you got Tom. Oh, God. I miss Tommy, too. Yeah, yeah, he's got he's got a really good sense of humor. He's still playing. He's back. He's assistant coach, um, running the helping to run the defense. Oh, okay. Phantoms now. So he's a player <laughs> coach, or is he just a coach? Yeah. Uh player coach. Okay. Yeah, and then Welds as well. He's this is I think this is his tenth season. Yeah, Phantoms now. So I mean, he's honorary Peterborough. Yeah, but I don't know if I don't know if that's a good thing or not. Have to ask him about that. <laughs> You know, I see Peterborough news every now and then. I'm just like, I miss it, but I don't miss it. But I miss the, I miss going de- uh, down to High Street and everything. I miss some of the uh, pubs. Let's, let's do a quick comparison, okay? Um, whereabouts are you at the moment? You're Carolina, aren't you? Yeah, Raleigh. Okay, Raleigh. Right. What's the weather like there right now? Uh, well, it's a nice, dreary uh, English day right now. Let's go with that. <laughs> Okay, well, it's currently about 40 degrees Fahrenheit here, wet and raining. It's about that here, too. I mean, we got rain <laughs> okay. now. That's fine. You're home, then. Yeah. Uh, exactly. For some reason, I had it in my head. You'd actually have better weather than us. Well, yesterday, I was in the high 80s, uh, sun shining. Uh, yeah, no, we don't I, I, that. <laughs> I sent my brother a picture the other day because this past summer, I spent a lot of time in upstate New York uh, for about three months, hanging out with family and friends. Yeah. And we'd go out on his boat at least tw- two or three times a week, if that. And he's he actually had to wrap his boat up uh, at yeah. the beginning of this month. So I sent him a picture. I'm like, hey, bring the boat down. Boat season. Yeah. <laughs> we get much further south than it's boat season all year round. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So what are some of the good times? So with all the years that I was there, I was there for about total of like being around the team being around you guys for about four years what are some of the good times that we should kind of like reminisce about because just like over here we have our tailgating parties at some of the games yeah. uh, some of the arenas do different kind of uh fan fests what are some of the things that we can let the americans know that we did the same thing but just different uh, mentality very very english way of doing things um no, we did the fan meet and greet. And the advantage of hockey being kind of as low level as it is here, the players can just turn up and mingle with the fans. So you'll have a meet the team event uh, just before the season. Someone will break out a barbecue, go and sit in a beer garden, 
So pub will open up beer garden, we'll get a barbecue going. Beers will start coming out and the players can just come and sit and relax with the fans. And it's always funny seeing the young new players have not been to one of these before because they're all kind of, oh, no, it's my first semi-pro team. I've got to be all sensible and um, I've got to be all reasonable. And you get the old guys who will just come in, sit down, they'll just pick a table, sit it, and just start talking to people and totally relax. Yeah. Um, but probably the best thing for us, I mean, our playoffs are very different to the American uh, to the NHL playoffs, for example. So, NHL, well, you finally just finished yours. As much as I hate to give them props, yes, well done, um, Tampa. Just to let you know, folks, this guy's a Bruins fan, as you can't tell, so we won't shut him for anything. (laughs) Yeah, there you go. Complete with the 30-ounce Tervis mug. Yeah, I'll come back to that in a bit. But anyway, um, but no, I mean, for us, the playoffs, uh, there'll be two or three weeks, maybe five games beforehand. Then we'll go into a weekend where the top four teams will just go to one arena. And rather than it just being the fans of those four teams turning up, it's fans from teams in the entire league. And it just turns into one big party. And I think one of the best ways that we said it is it's a celebration. It's a celebration of hockey. It's a celebration of fans. And it's the celebration of just like a long year's end. Absolutely. It's a celebration of the season. And it's brilliant because you can go down to a high street. And so with football, for example, football here is very tribal. Yeah. if, If you're a United fan, you don't mix with City fans. Exactly. Yeah. And if the two come together, then there's a bit of friction or fights. Hockey fans here. You can have teams that are arch rivals on the ice. So Milton Keynes and, say, Telford fans who, in a game, will shout all manner of abuse at each other. And they will turn the air blue yep. with absolute style. You know, words that even you can't say. Um, <laughs> yeah, yeah, exactly. But after the game, once the buzzer goes or before the game, they'll be in, they'll be in the pub. Yep. Sinking pints together, having a bloody good laugh at the game that's just gone on. Yep. Having a good laugh at each other, recounting bits. I mean, you'll have stories like, oh, yeah, you see this happen. Yeah, I can't believe that player managed to skate through our entire defense. And yep. it, it'll be quite good like that. And the playoffs is that in just a huge format. And Coventry for one weekend just turns into this giant party. And it's not about who your team, it's not about the league, it's hockey. Yep. It's a big hockey party. It's great. Oh, it is. So, yeah, I mean, that's one. Um, yeah, the playoff finals weekend is worth going to. The rest yeah. of the time, it's kind of like everything else, but much, much smaller. Yeah. <laughs> so, yeah, I, we're a very small island. So, you know, we and don't folks, as an American, I can vouch for this. And Dan, Dan, oh, yeah. I've been over there. I've seen it at least three seasons in, in a row, not only as a fan, but as a team mascot, as well as an equipment manager. Um, I've done his job once. Never again will I do it. Um, he did I mean, a bad I, job. And as we were talking earlier about Perlini being an adopted Brit, I'm also an adopted Brit, if that – well. 
adopted from Peterborough anyway. That means you're allowed to complain about the weather and queue. Yes, yes. These are important things. Exactly. Never quite got your drinking tea, though. Um, Yeah, it's a mixed tea between uh, lemonade and uh, sweet tea. Oh, that's fine then. Yeah. Not tea as I would do with milk, sugar. No, no. I do miss the good stuff. Like crap. (laughs) Well, you're drinking it out of a shit cup, so it might taste like crap, so... (laughs) Oh, you're calling me number two. I'll call you number one, but that'll be later. (laughs) I tell people that all the time over here when they they see me giving them juices. I'll be like, yeah, good good job, buddy. They have no idea what I'm talking about. Yep. So... Oh, but, I love it. But, yeah, I, I I miss it over there. I miss going to the games. I miss being around the fans. Yeah. I miss you guys. Um, I tell stories about it all the time. Um, just look, going okay. from – Right. So, to your viewers and listeners who are listening to this and have heard your stories, I will say this now. He probably hasn't told you half of the good bits. Definitely not. No. I've got to be honest. I think if you ever told the stories in full, nobody would believe you. Oh, God, no. <laughs> Some of them, they're just crazy. I mean, I've already done pissed uh, quite a few people off where I live. So I don't know how many stories I'm going to be able to tell them, but like a lot of the stories I'll tell really good friends, really good family members. Um, but they don't, like everything that I tell them, they, they're not shocked. Mm. So, yeah. So, here's something that might surprise a lot of fans over there, hockey fans over there. Over here, yeah, the game is much smaller. The pro game is a lot slower. But something that seems to surprise Americans when they come over is how well we know our stuff. Mm-hmm. Yep. Yeah. I mean, obviously, with it being a slightly slower game, we have more time to study it and actually work out what's going on, which helps. But that does translate nicely so when we do get to watch some good level hockey. It's like, oh yeah, I can see what's going on. We can follow it. We're fine. So yeah, we have hockey. It's just smaller and slower. Yep. But, but just as passionate. Think of it as being more of a family. Intimate. Yeah. <laughs> more intimate. Yeah. Um, that's how it was for me. Uh getting to know everybody over there. Um being able to walk into places and just because they're fans of another team doesn't necessarily mean you're going to treat them any different than what you would treat someone from your own home base. We all traveled together. We all drank together. We all hung out together after the games, before the games. Um, Me and my many different uh, personalities. Um, Ah, yes. The dancing Trojan, the bacon, (laughs) the bacon costume. Yep. And it was Jeff. Fan, and then fan. your stint as well as Fan Tom. The team's, well, the team's official mascot. That was good fun. Oh, God. That was... I retired that suit. Kind of. Kind of. Well, nobody, nobody really took it on properly afterwards. Uh, they actually ditched it and went to Hockey Dog, their new special one with his, uh, yeah. with his special moustache. Well, that could be... Uh... If, that was a bit interesting. If they ever do do another hockey trivia, they should be like, "Who was? what was the ethnicity and the country the last fan Tom was from? <laughs> yeah, that, that would be a good one. 
And I think yeah. after a few years, only a few select people would know. Yep. So. I think even now, there's probably only a few people that remember that. Oh, God. Um, yeah. But, so, anything else you want to throw out there, uh, Mr. Breen? Not that I can think of. Um, yeah, Actually, I, I got a question for you. In touch with Lee, which is cool. Oh, yeah. Yeah, yeah. go for it. So, question. since you're the first official uh, over the pond uh, guest on here, if I was to reach out to somebody next, who would you advise me to reach out to that would be interested in this? I mean, I have a few ideas, but I want to hear who you would say should be the next guest. Okay, so someone from the UK that would be good to talk to. If you can get a hold of him, actually, James Ferrara. All right. It would be good to get... I think you'd probably do well getting a player's perspective. Uh, Tom Norton would be another good one. I might reach out to Tom. Um, I know I was yeah, going to reach Tom's out. Good. Yeah. So, yeah. so I'm going to close out the show. Um, yep. It was great uh, talking with you. Thanks for having me on. Um, it's been really appreciated. Oh, anytime. Uh, right after this, I'll go ahead and uh, do the pause, and you and I will catch up a little bit more. So. Yeah, so again, I want to say uh, thanks to uh, Mr. Uh, legendary Dan Breen, the voice of uh, the Phantoms for uh, as many years as I was there. Um, again, this is Jeff uh, from uh, What the Puck, brought to you by Game On, a sports podcast for everybody. Make sure you find us on uh, Facebook, Twitter, Instagram, as well as uh, Facebook. We are converting over to uh, radio, so you'll be able to download our shows via uh, the uh, podcast uh, apps all over your phones. So again, you guys take care. You have a good one uh, there, Dan. Any Thanks last Jeff, words? Any last words for you? No, nah, I'm just looking forward to the hockey season, wherever it is, starting again. Sweet. So, yeah. All right, guys. Roman sock. So on that note, you all have a great night. Great day, great morning, or wherever you are. Until next time, this is Jeff.